nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the Pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by a team owner about to scamper up Queensland, Matt Stone and MSR on the road to uh, the Townsville Round. Welcome on board, Matt. Yeah, great to be here, Tony. You, you mentioned that uh, you're driving because you've got back-to-back events. Um, it makes far more sense to take your crew and have vehicles up there to uh, move around. Um, you had noticed when it was going to be a double-header. Yeah, look, obviously us being Queensland-based um, and, you know, now that we're looking at the potential of two weekends in a row up at Townsville, it, it makes far more sense for us to, to do the day on the road, um, take our own cars up there and, and obviously, um, yeah, there was a little bit of a shortage in terms of rental cars up at Townsville, so it, it sort of solved a few problems in one and, uh, yeah, it makes for a little bit of a trip for the boys. Where do you stay at Townsville? Uh, we, we always just stay in town, 100%. Like, we just find what we can, usually around that sort of main main tourist, tourist district in around the Strand. Um, honestly, it's one of the one of the favourite rounds within the team because everyone enjoys a bit of sun and sunshine up at Townsville and it's quite a nice place to visit. So, out of, of all the places to go for um, an extended stay, it certainly uh, would have been one of my top choices. As you well know, I think the Super 2 boys are uh, heading up there for a couple of weeks as well. They're going to do back-to-back events. Um, so, you got used to doing these back-to-back events last year. There were three or four of them with... Uh, Townsville, Darwin, um, Salem Bend, City Motorsport Park with a couple of weeks in between, but um, they're very different when you're going to the same track um, on back-to-back weekends, aren't they? I mean, you, you're well prepared for the second one, but uh, are there things you have to do differently for the first one when you know there are two? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, last year, like obviously with the double-headers as a they sort of became a thing with, as a state of necessity and, and you know, much like you know, the, the flexibility of our championship in being is a is a good thing. Um, I mean, last year we were probably a little bit disadvantaged in the sense that doing our Superlight program, the second weekend we were starting new drive entries, whereas this year both our guys have the benefit of doing two rounds back-to-back and gaining the experience from the first round to put into the second round. So, no, we're, we're very looking forward to it. And, and, you know, we liked the back-to-back set last year. Um, obviously, when it became two back two double headers in a row, uh, which we had last year, that was a bit much. But certainly, going up to Townsville and doing two rounds back to back is a is a good thing in our book. Um, and you know, get it, get out there and get some racing in while while um, with this uncertainty on the east coast. I think it's a great great idea. We've just seen Formula One doing back-to-back rounds, and to mix it up a bit, they ran with different tyre compounds on each weekend. Now that we've seen the uh, new tyres from Dunlop, is that something that you'd like to see or would you like to have two weekends where everything is identical? Look, I think um, it's a great concept going to different tyres. Um, however, you know, on the is a sort of a, uh, a, a choice by necessity, you know, when, when situation, whereas the tyre allocation, you know, those decisions are made months 
I don't think that would be an option on such short notice. Um, I do, however, think, you know, given that this first round of Townsville is going to be the return of the Super 500 format, you know, big, big long races for week one, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see week two then be the, the, the sprint format, you know, returning to what we have, have had the last few rounds. And I think that would be a great way of mixing events and, um, you know, keeping the keeping them separate enough that there's, there's enough enough to go on in the next rant, next event to make it interesting. Your guys, I uh, Dean, would be uh, looking forward to the uh, longer races, the 250k race, folks. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously debuted at the start of the season at Bathurst and uh, there was a Super 500 format there and we came out of that quite strong, um, both our guys getting good results um, over the course of the weekend. Uh, and, you know, the, the sprint rounds, we've had some... Some good results and some average results, but we're certainly showing we're trending upwards in our opinion. And yeah, return to the longer races, you know, it adds both opportunity and um, extra hurdles. But you know, I think Townsville's a track that we're we're quite comfortable at as a team, and and the long races, you know, we we like that format at Bathurst at the start of the year. So we're certainly looking forward to trying to capitalise on it and, and hopefully bring home some good results. It's been news out there for a week or two that. Uh you were unsuccessful in getting your third license. You were wanting to run a, another car. Um, it uh, the model that you were looking at to run three cars. Um, obviously, you have to be financially viable to do that. It was um, going to be a bit hard if you were having to pay uh, too much for the uh, the wreck. Yeah, look, I mean, certainly we've wanted to run. Uh, we're building our model around moving up to three cars, um, and we're still committed to doing that as early as next year, if possible, like we would have done it this year, um, pending a wreck, as, as we all know from 12 months ago. And, yeah, we, we attempted to get that wreck through the tender process. Um, and, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, we, we were obviously unsuccessful in the tender, um, despite it being, a, you know, two bids for two entities. But um, And maybe we misjudged the market a little bit there, but, you know, we still remain committed to obtaining a wreck, uh, through one form or another, and, and expanding into a three-car team as soon as possible. As part of that, um, you're obviously aware and sure kept informed, maybe not as much as you'd like, on the potential sale of the uh, supercars entity um, by Archers. Um, you must be encouraged by the fact that there appear to be, well, maybe as many as three or four different uh, groups looking to uh, buy into the, to the supercars. That must make you uh, pretty joyous that that could be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and I think, you know, I think the supercars business has, has proved to be um, to, to buy, viable with the way that we survived, you know, the pandemic last year and continue to be flexible within it. And, you know, I have confidence in the supercars business and our own uh, involvement in it. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I welcome welcome the information that hopefully I re- we will receive soon as, as to what those potential buyers would officially look like and um you know i think it's very important that the right the right partners come into the sport people that are investing in the sport um to grow it into a better better tomorrow and yeah i look forward to uh seeing what those uh those options may be matt it's interesting because you do have uh, a lot of interests across the uh, supercar sector in gen 2 gen 3 and you like some of the other teams um, have had uh, your thoughts on having Gen 2 and Gen 3 running as the same combined group. How do you go about next year? You would need to have two cars 
but you won't be able to sell the 2022 car until 2023 to go into Gen 2. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think there's, it's an interesting concept uh, what's obviously been put forward to to run the championship over one season with, with two different spec cars. Um, personally, we're pretty versatile. You know, we're, we're, we're not planning on selling our Gen 2 cars and into Gen 3. Um, you know, we're planning on using them to expand our Super 2 operation. Like, we've, we've um, we put effort this year into getting back into Super 2 with the likes of Aaron Seaton. Um, and when Gen 3 comes through, uh, you know, obviously our ZBs will be sidelined until the following season, I believe, when we will you know, run them in Super 2. So for us, it's, um, it's not really an issue as to the exact when of it. You know, we've, we've got a plan around it. Um, and it works whether that date moves forward or back um, as it has. Uh, that doesn't really affect us indirectly. Um, it's more so just being aware of the time frame with enough notice so that we can execute um, appropriately. So, so yeah, speaking purely on a mass zone racing basis, we're, we're very flexible around that. Um, and, yeah, it'll just better our Super 2 program when we eventually move our ZBs onto that avenue. It is going to be interesting next year. Have you already done the maths? Oh, I, I can only imagine you had done the maths because you were thinking about a third car to run next year under the condition of having to have one of the current cars, the ZB, and then a, a Camaro or Mustang to replace it with mid-season. Yeah, look, and that's the thing. Like, you know, we're, we're in the business of going racing and, you know, a race car is... Uh, is an asset and um you know like we we currently have a, a vf race car sitting in spare in the in the workshop and if we were to go to three cars we would either purchase a zb or convert that vf into a zb so you know sourcing of the race cars is not really a problem because that's what we're in the business of doing um and uh yeah i'm a bit of a hoarder so I'm all, i'll always have one more car if i can in the shop if i can um so we weren't too phased by the mid-season shift over at like in some sense, it makes sense for us to go to three cars when the new car comes out. But at the same time, if we could go to three cars next year and have an extra ZB, we, we will still have use for it in future years. So it works for us either way. Now, Tim Blanchard has been reported. I can't remember where, so I'm sorry to whoever I'm not giving the credit to for the story. But he's been reported as saying he thinks that uh, Supercar's mothership is... Uh, as uh, Rod Nash likes to call it, needs to talk to smaller teams and find out how they can really save money. Do you feel that you've had the right level of engagement about what Gen 3 might be and the potential to save money to go racing more effectively? Look, I think um, I've certainly had um, an engagement that I'm, I'm happy with. I would have liked a bit more involvement, but at the same time, you know, we can't all be... At some point, someone's got to be running the show, and not not everyone can be putting in their two cents. That just gets too complicated. So we've got to trust in the people that are in those duties. And while there's some bits I might not agree with, there's certainly plenty of things that I do. Um, you know, so, so look, I think um, I think on the cost saving thing, like you know, a lot of good things were done in COVID. Some practical decisions were made, but at the end of the day, quite often the teams are we're our own worst enemy. And if there's ever an opportunity for us to go out there and do something that we think might give us an advantage over the, the person next to us, um, we're always going to think of the advantage first and the cost later, and, and that's quite often to our own detriment. Um, 
So I think really supercars need to be, as much as the teams need to be, have their input and have their say and be heavily involved, supercars does need to realise that all the teams, their first agenda is their own racing and their second agenda is the, the greater good, whereas supercars, they, they are, by principle, in, in charge of the greater good. So they do need to dictate a little bit and not be too directed by the team. So, yeah, I, I'm not unhappy with our, our involvement generally. You talked about the uh, this weekend going to the uh, 2250K races and then back to the Super Sprint, possibly for the following one. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, we've gone back last year because of COVID just to one enduro. Um, uh, I, there was an interesting story that Garth Tanner, I think it was on Speed Cafe, um, him talking about the fact there should only be two Enduros a year, not not the three as they used to run in the uh, Pertec Enduro Cup. Your feelings on, I mean, because obviously, you know, it's all very well to say, oh, we should have three Enduros, but there's enormous costs involved when you go up to the Enduro mode for a weekend, isn't there, in terms of what you need to take? Um, yeah, look, I think that's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, I probably don't have strong feelings either way. Like, obviously, the Bathurst One Thousand must forever and always be the Bathurst One Thousand, and you, you don't you don't want to change that. Um, the second enduro, like having a warm up for the One Thousand, as the categories had for a long time, I, I would I could see the merit in that and uh, would completely support it. Um, you know, we went to three enduros. I can't even remember when, but obviously, you know. It, it, the category always used to have a 500 before the 1,000, and then later it came into having the, the Indy race afterwards, or the Gold Coast 600. Um, I'd be very supportive of either case, and I think it's really a job for supercars and you know their their fan marketing team to decide what what the sport needs and what the fans want. Um, you know, from a team's point of view, both options make sense, and you know we'd we'd be supportive either way. Is there a major difference between a Townsville 500 cost to compete and let's use the Sandown 500 cost to compete? Um, very interesting question on, on a purely cost basis. Uh, I would say probably not because uh, yeah, the Townsville 500 runs the same pit crew as the Bathurst 1000. You know, you've got your refueler, you've got extra guys on guns. Um, you know, and and obviously the Bathurst 1000 goes over a whole week, not just a weekend. So, you know, that, that's where your, your cost is there. But uh, your Sandown 500 was really only ever a three-day event and your Townsville 500 is a three-day event. So, honestly, I, I don't I don't believe the... I think the cost comparison would be very similar. Um, you know, the, the factor of your second driver, which doesn't probably... In, execute that much more in cost. So I, I wouldn't think it would be a huge bearing, in my opinion. So the the real difference is a sprint round to a enduro? Yeah, a sprint round to a 500. Um, there's, there's a bit of a difference there. You know, two days versus three days, slightly less crew, less people involved in the pit crew. Um, you know, there's definitely a, definitely a savings in, in the two-day versus three-day or super sprint versus super 500 event. Um, uh, but, yeah, I can't see much between a traditional Sandown 500 and a Townsville 500. So to me, they're very very logistically the same. And, of course, there's news about the uh, F1 being uh, cancelled. How much does that impact on a supercar team and supercars calendar? Look, it's, um, it's disappointing, but 
let's be honest, I think we all looked at the landscape of international travel at the moment and, and it's, not to, it's not to say that it wasn't unexpected. Um, you know, I think we, when, when the Supercars calendar was originally built for this year, we had the, the Sandown event put on the traditional home or traditional date of the, of the Formula One on the basis that if Formula One were to come on their traditional date, we could just swap out the Sandown for the F1. Um, obviously, that that was never going to happen with the state of state of play earlier this year. So we all went to Sandown and had a great event. Um, and and then I believe it was tentatively scheduled in that Supercars would have an additional round later in the year to accommodate F1's revised date. Um, but you know that I don't believe that date ever really officially made it onto the calendar. Or if it did, um, we as a team certainly were weren't weren't relying on it. We were sort of more thinking that if it happens, then that's great because who doesn't like a Formula One? Um, but, yeah, I just um, wasn't confident in the international travel and, and as evidence, it's, um, you know, it's since been cancelled. So from our, from our point of view, I don't think it makes much difference other than just that it's disappointing to not have that event, but completely understandable as to why. Well, it might well be that uh, the Winton round will come back in and it could end up being in November. Um, which would mean uh, you could still meet the uh, Gold Coast uh, finishing uh, date. Uh, um, that which would work out fine for this year, wouldn't it? Yeah. Look, I think the biggest the biggest thing is um, it, without a crystal ball, um, which unfortunately I don't have. It's hard to know how the pandemic is going to affect the the rest of the year. Um, obviously, there's there's plenty going on at the moment that's affecting everyone's plans and. And we're moving stuff around and whatnot, so you know, I guess we'll just keep to keep adapting and evolving as it transpires, and um, yeah, see what see what happens. But I could fully see a scenario where we could end up going back to Winton, or um, you know, jumping an extra round on here or there, and just yeah, take it as it comes. Well, Matt, we uh, hope that you and uh, your two boys, Jake Kostecki and Zane Goddard, have a great weekend along with the rest of your crew. Um, I imagine that you'll be waiting till uh, the uh, washout from the come Monday as to whether crew go home or not. Some of them come back, do they? Uh, no, look, I mean, like because the the events are obviously back directly back to back. You know, there's only a uh, three or four day really time frame in between. Um, so you know, we we would usually spend you know a couple of weeks re-prepping the car in between rounds. So we've certainly looking at those three or four days of going, well, they're going to be quite busy and we'll, we'll utilise every every minute of it to make sure that going into the second event, we've got our cars ready to ready to rock and roll. So, no, we'll, we'll take in the sunshine and, and hang out up in the North Queensland for the week and um, hopefully have a day off in between and get the cars ready to go racing. And will you be doing that work at the track, given that, you know, they're straight cars and uh, they uh, don't need forklifts to uh, load them into anywhere? Yeah, look, I mean, I can only, obviously, this is all still evolving as we're talking, but I can only speak on last year, and certainly when we had the doubleheader last year, we stayed in Townsville, um, we worked at the circuit on the days in between, um, re-prepping the cars, and then we went racing again. So my view would be a bit of a rinse and repeat of that that scenario, um, but yeah, there's certainly uh, key factors to be still worked out. Well, enjoy your time at FNQ. I hope it's successful for you and your boys. And look forward to uh, speaking and catching up with you uh, when we next get to a racetrack or before. Thank you, Matt Stone of Matt Stone Racing. No worries. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
called Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.